belongs to everybody. My name is Latasha Martin. And if this is your first time ever watching me on live stream, I come in Monday through Friday with a morning message where I talk about the gospel of Jesus Christ and application, practical application to your life. And we are in a series right now called Goals for What? And so I'm going to go ahead and open up us up open us up in a word of prayer. So if you want to tag, like, and share, that would be awesome. If you would love to say good morning, I'd love to hear from you. And that would just, I guess, get me uh, more hyped up about today's message. Maybe I don't need to be more hyped up. Maybe you're like, girl, just go and sit down somewhere. But I am really excited today to bring today's message because God is so faithful. Woo, he's so faithful. Um, so dear God, we thank you so much for bringing us together this morning. Again, as we come together, exploring the word of God and the practical application to our lives. Dear Lord, I pray today that in my excitement and in my place of gratefulness and gratitude that people are encouraged to dig deep into spending more time with you, God. We know that it is only the word of God that provides the truth and the source for which, source for which we should get our strength and the reminder that you are always there. God, you have that agape love for us that sometimes we don't even know what to do with it because we're so used to provisional love. And so today I pray that as we speak on the area of community, that we allow ourselves to pray and to have the confidence in Christ as we connect with other people to help us be the best version of who you've created and desire for us to be. Lord, I pray that you come into this space right now and consume the atmosphere and do what only you can do, God. I'm going to trust you right now with all of me um, to share however much you want me to share in this moment again so that you are glorified through my life. Dear God, I thank you. I love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So listen, yesterday, um, let God Today's message is a teaching day. And so today is one of those days that if you have not ever grabbed a piece of paper or a notepad, I would encourage you to do it because God put me into teaching mode this morning. I actually have notes that I'm following because the Holy Spirit was convicting and teaching and showing and guiding all at the same time. And so for many of you who are new to watching me, you don't know that I usually wake up between 4.30 and 5 in the morning. I spend time with God so he can speak to my heart 
And then I ask him humbly to prepare me for what it is that he'd want for me to share with each of you. And this morning, when we were going into this series, the thing that got me so excited is God is an amazing God. Good morning, Stephanie, who is who knows the forecast and is a sovereign God and knows all these different dimensions that really, if we can trust him with every part of our lives, he will bring them together for us. And so today's title is called Goals for What? And as I mentioned, I thought about this series last week, but I didn't realize how real time God will use each day of this passage for me to walk through the book of First Peter, the second chapter. And normally for me, I'll like glance through it and say, let me get through it. But God is like, slow, slow, slow down, pump your brakes today. Because what I want to say is the big idea, if you don't even stay on, if you don't share, if you don't go anywhere else, the big idea for today is this. God will not, God will not ask you or give you a task or a purpose to have you do it alone. He won't do it. Won't do it. (laughs) If you want to leave me one comment before you leave, say, won't do it. Um, And I have tried to do things alone. And through this pandemic, I have learned the power of community and togetherness. And so today's topic is goals for what? Um, And our scriptural reference is 1 Peter, the second chapter, the fourth through the eighth verse in the NIV translation. And so I was asking God, how do I put this together? Because there's so much information for you today. But I want you to hold on to this passage out of 1 Peter, because yesterday we talked about milk to meat. And today it's moving on a little bit further and it's using a passage that I've heard responded to so much where we talk about the stone that man rejected is the cornerstone, which is Christ. But today, God gave me a different perspective on this gospel today. And so as I read First Peter, the second chapter, the fourth through the eighth verse, there's some key pieces that I would love for you to take away from this message today. So let's go ahead and read in God's word in the NIV translation. As you come to him, the living stone rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him, You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in scripture, it says, see, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone. The one who the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Now to you who believe the stone is precious. But to those who do not believe, the stone builder rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone that causes people stumble, stumbling in a rock that makes them fall. The stumble, they stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for, which is also what they were destined for. Good morning, Sherry. Good to see you. And so we missed you last night. We missed you last night, Sherry. I just want to audibly say that we missed you last night. And so when I looked at this text, I went into the commentary and God opened my eyes up just a little bit more. He's saying that in this passage where it talks about the stone, it's saying the living stone. The living stone is a representation of Jesus Christ, which is the foundation that all of us should be connected to once we accept Jesus into our lives. But there's actually... 
when he's talking about this, it says the book of Peter he portrays, and this comes out of the commentary, the church as a, as a spiritual, a living spiritual house with Christ as the foundation and the cornerstone. And each believer is a stone. That whole concept of we are better together. It wouldn't even be amazing if you looked at a stone and someone said, okay, well, that's a beautiful stone. Yes, it could be beautiful in its independence, but the fortitude and the amazement and the awe is sometimes when I look at buildings and I say, wow, that foundation holds up that beautiful creation. And that's how we are in the kingdom of Christ. We will continue to pray for you. Yes, sure, we will. And come back to the group. We're going to celebrate next week. No matter where you are in the process, come back and join us, please. And so when it talks about the church and the spiritual house, it is also almost an alignment where Paul portrays the church as a body with many parts. And in both situations, it emphasizes this whole concept of community. And so I'm going to let you know a little secret about myself, which is this. If you were to ask me, um, am I a person that really needs people to thrive? I don't. Um, I'm realizing more and more, even though my one assessment says I'm an extrovert, I know that I get my extroversion by stimulation of things, whether it's music, being outside. All of these things is how my extroversion plays out. But people, I just need to be honest. I could stay in this little box in my basement and be okay probably for a long time with just minimal engagement. Like when I go on my walks and I see a neighbor, that's good. If I go to a store and say hello, I'm great. You know, if I call a few, few people, I'm good. But what I realized in this pandemic as God was showing me almost the transition of something that I have prayed for, I couldn't even understand how he was putting all these pieces together until I surrendered. Listen to this. I surrendered my panic for his purpose. I pivoted in his purpose. I prayed in his purpose. And I asked God, I said, God, I'm trying this year to trust in you, to believe in you. I don't believe that my faith has been wavered or shaken, but in my natural man, I realized that there was a missing piece. You see, I was connected to the cornerstone, but if I had to be honest, I wasn't truly connected to community until I began to do some intentional things to understand and respect the whole concept of community. Now, maybe for some of you, this is not your story. This is not your testimony. You've always understood the power of being together. But I want to tell you that it's the simple things. Even last night, it was so interesting um, for those who are involved in the Get Naked with God. On Monday evenings, we have a live session where we connect. And I turned to my sister-in-law and I said to her, I think I've gotten a lot better, haven't I? But you're going to keep me honest. And she said, eh, some areas you have. But this area of asking for help, you could do better, which is the whole idea of why my hair is now gel back instead of me having a I do it myself moment. Because even this morning when I was in preparation to meet with you guys, I was like, OK, I got this new look now that I like and I need to do my hair again. But I had asked for help. Listen to this. I had asked for help in the community that God has given me. But then I went back to my norm. Because, see, community has some intentional, specific characteristics if you're in a community that is really about the glorification of God and allowing you to be a better version of yourself. So you might be saying, well, what are some of those characteristics of community? Well, the first thing that they have in it is it's a place of support. 
Now, I'm not just talking about a gathering of people. I'm talking about an authentic community of people that love each other for the purpose of glorifying God through their togetherness. We know that the word of God says, even in prayer, when two or three are gathered in his name, he is in the midst. We know that there's other scripture that talks about that a cord of three is not easily broken. But yet in our places of desiring to pursue what we think our purpose is, it's real easy to get off course and to go on a tangent and go back to what your comfort zone is. So again, that accountability, it's that it's support. It's accountability. It's saying that if you say this one thing is what God has called you to and you share authentically in the community, then people can hold you accountable in love when they see you taking the easy way out versus stretching where God wants to transform you. And so for me, what God is showing me is he's saying that community is more than just saying we all in a body of Christ. There's some attributes to this thing. Again, there's the support, there's community. And then this is the piece that I think was like an aha is the strength. It's the strength that happens in community. Why? Because if one person was to fall down, you've got others to lift you up because the strength of community is hard. Even when you look at simple things, I'm always amazed, honestly, like I crochet, you probably are like, what? She crochets? Yes, I do. Each winter, I crochet a hat and scarf for myself and my kids, whoever wants it. And I'm always amazed at how warm a crocheted piece of work is because there's a lot of holes in it, right? But yet when it's put together and that knitting, no matter how tight or how loose, for some reason, there's a barrier that happens when you create this work. And what God is showing me is authentic community. There is a strength in that that's not easily broken. Just like if you have a piece of a piece that has been crocheted, even if you cut one piece of the thread, you can tie it back together or the whole thing is not going to break down because there's lots of pieces that are together. And sometimes we forget the power of community because the enemy will say, you asked too much. You said too much. Ooh, don't be transparent about that. Give me a number one. If you've ever been in a situation where you wanted to be transparent, but you remember a voice that said something to you in the back of your mind and it said, nah, nah, don't, don't share that. Or it said, oh, go there, but only go there because if you are open with people, they will disappoint you. Remember all those other times that you tried to share with somebody and it backfired on you when you were connected to that community? And this is what God is showing me. He's saying, Latasha, listen, right now I'm about to give you all a testimony that I hope blows your mind when it comes to this idea of community, because the main piece of it, yes, it has support. Yes, there is accountability. Yes, there is strength. But this is the thing that God is showing me today. He's saying Romans 8.28, the power of unity in community is the thing that will defeat, defeat the, the devil every time. It will defeat him. It will demolish him. It will cast out anything that is not supposed to be in the tribe or in the community. Because sometimes when you're in that community, the unity and the strength and the power of it is when people intercede for each other. They close the gap. Just like I'm using that example of the crochet, it, it closes the gap. And there's strength in that. There's strength in that unity. And so the scripture that God wanted me to use as the backup to that 
is when we talk about Romans 8:28 when we say as and, and and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose called according to his purpose called according to his purpose what God means by that is the saying when you surrender and say yes and amen to the call on your life that he's saying all things will work together but this is the problem one of my favorite life verses is Isaiah 55 8 and 9 and I didn't even put it down here. Hold on, let me let me look it up in my pink Bible because I don't want to say it wrong. And this is what I want somebody to see right now as I'm doing this. I'm even looking in the midst of my rushing here to this Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. I had to go where? To the index, to the um, to the beginning of the Bible to find out where it was so that I'm not stumbling and struggling. That's a word for somebody. We struggling and stumbling because we ashamed to say that we have to go to the, the what is this called? The table of contents to find our way. But even though I read the word, sometimes you got to go back to the to the con table of contents in your life. So Isaiah 55, 8 and 9 says this. Now hear these words. It says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. When he says that and he says this, only thing that God will tell us sometimes when we have this now faith, when you go to Hebrews 11, 1, now faith, and it talks about all these people that were charged with things that they had never seen before, had never been experienced before. When Noah was charged to build the boat, do you realize it had never rained? The only thing that Noah could say is, I trust you, God, and I'm believing you, God. And he was alone for a minute, but he was never alone. And finally, some people in his inner crew came along and co-signed on what the world might have said was his crazy. But this is what I learned when I learned that I surrendered my will to God's way in the fourth quarter of 2020 in the midst of the pandemic of the power of community. You see, let me give you my example of where God said Romans 8:28 in real time for me. And somebody needs to share because this is where it gets real good. So back in the summertime, I was serving trying to serve in excellence. And I'm going to be specific because I think I'm going to use some names in this. I was binge learning to serve in excellence for a church. The church is Ephesus. Because in my mind, I said, God, if you're going to give me the ability to serve, I want to serve in excellence. And so I was having some technical issues trying to produce the Sunday service. So there was a man. His name was Sean Doc. I call him Doc. He's on Facebook in a community that I'm in who uses some of the tools that I have. And I was up late one night. And my mind was saying, I am here to be the student. And I was asking questions and he became somebody I started to follow. I literally would say, you know what? I got a question. Let me ask Doc. And Doc would answer the questions. I never met this man in life ever. Actually, he lives in Hawaii. So that's to say the power of community on, during the pandemic. So I'd ask these questions. And what I didn't realize is God was doing some Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. Because let me back up. I have been writing a book for eight years. I actually published that book in March, right? So I was holding on to some stuff, not realizing that what God was working some stuff out. He was working some stuff out and he was putting people in my life. And so then I had the book, I was gonna do the challenge and I was procrastinating probably because of imposter syndrome saying that my business is X, Y, and Z. So how dare I try to say, I wanna lead something when my business is a hot mess right now. God is blessing and he's faithful 
He's providing. Listen to this. He's providing, but it's not a season of abundance. Somebody needs to thank God for he is providing right now in your life. So it wasn't a season of abundance. So the enemy had got in my head, but I kept watching. I kept learning. I kept watching. Then I met another person in this group. Her name was Diana and she helped my spirit in a way that you guys will never know. I was again learning one night some tools and some tricks and I won something. Now, listen, I never win anything. Like I'm just not the person that wins stuff and I was winning stuff and I was teaching stuff. And it was something that that did in my spirit that connected me to her because I said, wow, like I want stuff. And her demeanor is just so calm, really smart woman. She's amazing. And so this is another person I met in this community. And so the fourth quarter comes and I'm like, okay, God, like I have exhausted everything that I know how to do and nothing is working for me to pivot profitably. Hear that, pivot profitably. I have been live streaming. I've been trying to give it away. I've been trying to say this and say that, and things are just not connecting. And another prayer I had was, God, I need some people that are not so far out of reach, but are further ahead than where I am that can stretch me so I can become better. Okay. That was my prayer. And so this is what happened. It just started happening. In the fourth quarter, God said to me, Latasha, the only thing I want you to focus on for the last quarter is get naked with God. I want you to be sold out for me to a level that people in a natural might even think you're crazy. Hear this. That's all he said. He said, I want you to get naked with God. I want you to launch it formally. And then every part of your life, I don't even want you to try to get business. I want you to focus on surrendering this thing that I gave you. And I need you to remember what I told you when you walked away from that good job and you started this business. I said, I want you not to hustle and I want you to obey me. I want you to understand that your gifting is to speak, teach, serve, and give. Those are the things that I want you to use. You have everything that you need, and I'm about to bring a different community in your life to help you do something for my purpose and my glory. Listen, I put on all makeup today, so I can't be crying too much. And so when I was surrendering to God's will, he then said to me something that was even crazier, because mind you, the business... From a technical standpoint, I should be somewhere in a corner. I should not be walking around with the joy of the Lord. Can I get an amen right now? Then God says, hire somebody. I said, God, Jesus, how I'm going to pay him. Because if I hire somebody, I got to pay him. He said, I want you to hire this young man part-time. I said, Jesus, take the wheel. Are you serious, God? I can't even hardly pay myself. And you want me to make a commitment to pay somebody else? Because I've been there before. And there's nothing worse than hiring people. And you got to have the conversation of, I can't make payroll this week. That's a horrible conversation. I don't wish it on anybody, but you do need to hire before you think. So God said to hire somebody. And I said, okay, God, still not understanding, but I'm going to trust you. All I'm doing is focusing on getting naked with God and being sold out for Jesus to the point where people are going to say what is wrong with her. And so, again, I got this community. I got this book. I'm sold out for Jesus. Then this young man that works for me says, I want you to go on TikTok. I said, TikTok, are you crazy? He said, yes, I want you to go on TikTok. Now, you might be saying, why is she sharing all of these pieces? And how is this an example of Romans 8, 28? How is it all coming together? 
Man, if I was in church right now, I'd be speaking in tongues, rolling down the aisle saying, Hashata, God, you are a good God. Let me just tell you. So I finally surrendered this quarter. I literally said every single day, I am committing to you, God, and I'm going to do everything that you tell me to do. I am going to live this thing out because I don't know any better way. Everything that I have tried myself has not produced an outcome. God, I need to trust you right now in a way that I haven't trusted you in a long time because I know I'm at a place right now that only you could do it. Because if I told anybody the real, real of what's going on in my life, they'd say, you really need to go get a job. That's what they would be telling me in a natural man. They'd say, girl, go get a job. But God in the Holy Ghost said, no, sweetheart, I just want you to trust me right now. I want you to trust me right now. I want you to understand that you are about to experience Roman 828 to a level that you haven't experienced probably ever in your life. So let me fast forward to what God is doing. If you can just stay with me a little bit longer. So what happened was, is I launched the Get Naked With God Challenge at a crazy time that didn't even make sense. It was like in the middle of the month. And some people said yes. Now that in itself just put me in a place of such gratefulness. I cannot even articulate in words. I just can't. So these people said yes. And then they were having experiences with getting naked with God that were impactful and transformative. And I was like, Jesus, what are you doing? So then here goes this community over to the right that God had established for me. Didn't even know what he was doing with that community. And what happened was, is that God started putting all the pieces together. He started weaving all the pieces together. He said, you know what? All I want you to do is to be sold out for me. So this Saturday, he said to me, he got even crazier. He said, I want you to be on TikTok. I went and committed to TikTok. Saturday, the Holy Spirit said, Latasha, I want you to TikTok all over town. I want you to TikTok all over town. I want you to say yes to this whole thing called Vlogmas, which I have a YouTube channel, which many of you probably don't know. It's just my name, Latasha Martin. And I want to do something for you right now because I know in the natural it's not looking good, baby girl, but I'm about to blow your mind. Listen, when I say unexpected blessings started rolling in over the last three weeks, not looking for them at all. When I say unexpected blessings financially have started to roll in. Yesterday, when I was like, God, I'm trusting you, but the oil is getting a little low in the bottle. He said, I just need you to trust me. When I tell you he blew my mind yesterday, because all I've been doing is getting naked with God and being sold out for Jesus in the fourth quarter. I wish I could understand the power of prayer and the power of community and the power of not sitting, suffering alone in your stuff saying, I can't do it. I can't share it. It's too embarrassing. Not me. I can't do it. I'm telling you right now, God did not create us to be alone. He did not. So what is the ROI? Because God always there's always the harvest. I promise you there's always a harvest if you trust God's plan. Because Sunday, even so Saturday, I went TikToking all over the place and sowing seeds that I did not have in the natural, but God did his super with my natural. Sunday, I took the courage to be honest about where I was. And Monday, imposter syndrome tried to creep in yesterday, but my faithful God, 
did exceedingly and abundantly more. He helped me do my first YouTube video that was edited and I had SEO stuff, which I was saying I ain't got time for that. He provided, like I said, a financial blessing that blew my mind to help me be okay in some other areas so that my witness didn't look weak in the world. Listen to that. God won't let your witness look weak in a world if you are following his purpose and his plan for your life. He can't do it. His word can't lie. The problem is we want to trust with just a little bit. We don't want to connect to community. So fast forward about this amazing group of people that I have met. And I mean, it is almost like I go to church with them and they don't even understand how they are filling my soul because not only are they a group of people who are better in an area that I'm trying to strive to be better in, the majority of them are believers. Ain't God all right? Ain't God all right? Yes, he is. He is. And what did I realize as I was waking up this morning being grateful and I almost did my own hair, but I said, nope, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to step back and say, I'm going to trust you, God, that you're going to find the resource. I'm going to let, I'm going to take my time and make my request known because of what I need in this moment. And you're going to provide how I know you can provide in unity. And what does this community have? Let me tell you what this community has. This community has helped me and has every attribute that I talked about. It has accountability, it has support, it has strength, and it has unity without an agenda other than us supporting each other to the highest level of excellence that we are willing to step into. That's what this new community has. And I was like, God, you really did that Romans 8, 28. But this is the thing, we take it out of context. We can't take it out of context. What does the what does the word of God say? It says that and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. Not your purpose, his purpose for your life. And so what is the key takeaway if you're sitting there saying, "Well, ah, he did it for Latasha, not quite sure he'll do it for me." This is what my challenge is for you today. I want to summarize with the reminder from the beginning. First of all, God will not give you or call you to a task or a purpose on your own. That's the big idea for today. But how do you get there? You get there by you want to pray. You want to connect. You want to serve and support first. And then you want to have continual gratitude. My gratitude is so great for this new tribe that I've met that it probably looks like it's insincere. I am so grateful. When I tell you so grateful, I was, listen, so grateful. I can't even think of the words <laughs> to describe beyond the word grateful for what I am. You know what else I'm grateful for? I am grateful for the women who said yes to get naked with God. They have no idea how many times I have tried on my own to form groups and they fall off. But this time, it feels different. You know why? Because I am doing things according to Romans 8.28. And there is power in unity. And for any of the ladies that are here, that are part of that group, I want to say thank you. Any of you that are part of that group and have been hiding in the shadows, know that we are your tribe. We love you. We want to support you. We want to hold you accountable. We want to be able to pray for you and be in unity with you. And the group is for men and women. 
Because I know we are always better together than we are alone. And I know I'm going long today. But this is the power of the beauty of being centered for Christ and sold out for Jesus. Sold out for Jesus. I am so grateful this morning that God has given me this word out of 1 Peter in the second chapter, the fourth through the eighth about the importance of being connected to the cornerstone foundation so that we can build the beautiful things and the masterpieces that God wants to build through us. God wants to do some good stuff, y'all. He really, really does. But you cannot do it alone. You cannot do it alone. You cannot do it alone. My prayer for those of you that are just trying to strive in your solitude, know that there is no strength there. The enemy can get in your head. Even yesterday with my tribe, I started seeing other people's videos and I was like, oh my goodness. And I caught, I caught a couple of areas in mind that were not what I want them to be. But I said, thank you, God, for version done instead of version none. And devil, you are a lie because I got a new tribe now and they're going to help me. And for those who are in the tribe that God has me leading, you better say, listen, devil, get away. I'm going to stomp you out. And I got some people that are going to be prayer warriors with me. Know that. Woo! I will sing, but I can't. That would be a horrible ending. I just want to say God is good. Lord, we thank you so much for being an awesome God. Dear God, I thank you for reminding me of the importance of community and unity. Lord, I pray that anyone under the sound of my voice that has stayed tuned and stayed through this long message, I pray that they get the nuggets to remind themselves if they are sitting there right now saying, but I have nobody to call. I have nowhere to go. I pray that they will call out the name Jesus. And Lord, as they call out your name, as the woman, when she prayed and she didn't even have the words, it says the groaning of the Holy Spirit. I pray that it will intercede and it will show them names. It will provide people in their lives to remind them that they are not alone. They are not alone. God, you are good and you are worthy to be praised. And I just want to thank you for all that you're doing for this community of people that have begun to love on me and they don't even know me. And I thank you for the people that I have learned to love in this community that I didn't even really know. And so, God, I pray that anyone hearing this message that just feels like, nah, but mine is just too messed up. I pray that they just can rebuke that spirit right now in the name of Jesus. And that they can be reminded that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. But they need to have the courage of authentic communication so that the body can do what the body does. And that is to just come in and to love and to serve and support and intercede and be everything, every attribute that there's a gap in their lives that they can stand in the gap with them until that person has the strength to stand up on their own. God, I thank you and I praise you today in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Have a great day, everybody. I love you so much. God bless you. If you're in the Get Naked with God challenge, I apologize for being late. I'm going to go there in just a moment. God bless you. Bye-bye.